calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! A bit quieter if people are listening to this for New, for New Year's Day. Just imagine that. Oh. What, did, what did you guys do for New Year's Eve? How did you see in 2018? Oh, it was... Oh, Daniel Cooper, what did you do? Um, I had some super noodles. Yeah. And I watched uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Don't tell the ending, because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> this, this is pre-recorded. Alicia Judge, what did you do for New Year's Eve? Uh, I... Oh, what did I do for New Year's Eve? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure I can really... Must have been good if you can't remember. remember. Last night. Fucking hell. Still on the beer. No, I'm not sure. Joseph Scrabbles, what did you do for New Year's Eve? I scammed other people's fireworks and drank yes. rum. Stood, yes. on, stood on a balcony and went, ah, dickheads paid for this. Watching someone else's fireworks feels like stealing your neighbour's Wi-Fi. It's that level of... That's good shit. That's what it is. No, I thought you'd say wife then. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's exactly the same. That's, that's a bit worse than... Law of relativity. Charlotte, get in here. Look at these photos. <laughs> these photos. Fucking hell, fireworks. <laughs> Big night last night. Big night. Me and Charlotte. Looking at photos of each other. Looking at photos of fireworks with my wife. <laughs> my stolen wife. So we kicked off 2018, and we're going to kick with. Oh, I don't oh. Know. that's how good it was. Um, we're going to kick off 2018 by going through all the stuff that we're personally really excited about. Now, obviously. If we went through every single thing that's come out in 2018, it would take us fucking forever. And it is New Year's Day, and we do need to get this on the show on the road. <laughs> so Use your words, Gav. These are just the things that we all personally are very excited about. So don't fucking bother emailing and be like, wow, why didn't you talk about the Han Solo film? It's probably going to be all right. It's a fact, I'll tell you what that new film is going to be about. It's going to be about those gold dice. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to feature in that movie in a big way. Do you reckon? Yeah, because yeah. how he won the Millennium Falcon. And they're going to make them in a bigger thing. Yeah. So the tiny bit that doesn't make any sense in the, in the biggest film of the year is actually going to make sense later on in this also, year. Also, like, you know they, the original dice were proper dice that had pips on? All right, yeah. And the new ones are like all crazy space yeah. language. So they kind of messed with the canon there, haven't they? Well, it's, they can do whatever they want. They are they the canon. They don't give a shit. No one messes with my canon but me. Do you see they teed up a bit of Last Jedi in Rogue One? Yeah. This came out yesterday. Oh, was what was hyper this? Hyperspace tracking. 
was oh. brought up in the Empire's plans in Rogue that's, One. That's what yeah. all those reshoots were about. <laughs> yeah, that was it. We have to add this Gareth one was, line. It's locked. Everyone's got like beers and different hair. Gareth was like, all right, but I want to direct a scene in the new one. Right, what are you going to do? We have a bit where this man says, oh, that tastes like salt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best bit anyway. of that film. All right, so we're going to go through all the things we're excited about, starting off with the video games. Mm. Daniel, you're excited about a game. I'm excited about a game called Spider-Man. Yay! And he stars Spider-Man. And you'll be able to play as Spider-Man. Also MJ. Which yes. Is, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward Very to. Yeah. Um, so Spider-Man in the game's 23. It's quite an older Spider-Man that we're used to. Yeah. And I'm just really excited about it. It's one of my favourite video games of, like, um, last few, like, last well, my life, really, is in 2012. I remember when I was doing my GCSEs, we used to go around to my friend Michael's house and we used to spend hours just trying to get every collectible in Spider-Man 2. Mm. In 2012? Yeah. Well, I was late. <laughs> well, well, it was 2012. Uh, 2002. I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. 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 2012 is when Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that game. Yeah. And I love... It's one of those games where it was the idea of having an open world city to explore Spider-Man was really exciting. Yeah. When you got it, it was fun to zip around and web sling. It was a bit shonky. Yeah. And there's not a lot to do in it. Was and it, every mission was basically the same. Was it yeah. Spider-Man 2 where it was all fog on the floor? Or is that Spider-Man Mate, 1? it was a lot of fog in New York. Not a city famed <laughs> well, for its fog, well, there's of one, course. There's one um, where it, the, the reason you can't land on the streets and walk around is because there's evil fog. Yeah. And so you just oh, can't go there. Evil That's fog. handy. Yeah, yeah, evil fog. Is it green? Um, yeah, it is green. Is it green? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, couldn't even, he couldn't even swim as well. So if you, there's collectibles oh, out yeah. in I'm, the Hudson River and you couldn't get them and you're like, you would just instantly die. Spiders aren't good with water though, to no. be fair. Get I don't like that. Have you Again, seen those like, water spiders? They're pretty messed up. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but they're like oh. specialists. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't know, heavy got, troopers. Like goggles on each of their eight eyes. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, um, he would just perish um, but I'm really excited it's made by obviously Insomniac who made Sunset Overdrive and Resistance and I think Sunset Overdrive is a good like demo tape for doing a Spider-Man oh, game straight up yeah. like, so, like some of the tone and also just the mechanics like zipping around that city is really fun they've been talking about how they're not just doing swinging it's like creating a constant movement so you can swing and then do some Adapt. parkour and then yeah. swing again well that's the most impressive thing for that extended gameplay thing they showed at E3 where it looked part open world but also part structured like mm. an Uncharted sequence mm. so it's like how does this splinter like if you fuck up and you smash through the building yeah. is that meant to happen or is that the game kind of self-correcting itself I'm yeah. guessing like, it'll just be instanced areas yeah. it? you start a mission and then you're in a place yeah. and then you're out again um, and it's also original story written by Dan Slott who's one of the best Spider-Man writers of recent times he's done That's like good. the current run of Amazing Spider-Man so I just think it's got really good pedigree and obviously it's like one of Sony's big games of next year and I'm sure it's going to be quite good that would be real nice fantastic Alicia what are you excited about? well it changed quite a lot because what? I was I was really excited for a way out and yeah. then I saw Joseph Farris at the Game Awards stand up and just be a colossal wank puffin. And then I was like, wank well, I'm puffin. just... Wank puffin. Wank puffin. Also, I really liked that. I thought, <laughs> I he, was, I thought he was fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I thought he was just pissed. He's just No, drunk. but he wasn't. So he actually, he came into the statement afterwards saying, when I was at the Game Awards, people thought I was on cocaine. I've never even seen cocaine. I don't even smoke weed. I'm like, what the fuck? This is who I am. And then he goes All on right. and goes, I literally don't care. But that doesn't mean I don't respect <laughs> people. 
Like, he went out on stage at like the biggest games awards thing that there is. And if you're going to hijack a show, like I'm all for hijacking award shows to say something important. I think some really amazing yeah. stuff has happened this year with like people going out and accepting award and making a point about the industry or something as a whole. He just goes up, insults a bunch of people, says that his game is fantastic, and then like Doesn't comes right. across as a massive bell end. Who did he insult? Uh, he insulted like the Oscars and oh, like right. you oh, okay. know. I, other entertainment industries right, okay. and things. But anyway, so I wasn't excited about that and now I, I don't really want to play that anymore. I like that because it, Jeff Keighley didn't have a fucking clue it what was to amazing. do and I cannot what? stand that man. Oh man, Jeff like, Keighley. The dead eyes of Jeff Keighley trying to control a rogue. Watching his like mouth twitch around like he was trying to find a smile but didn't know yeah. how to do it anymore. Well, it was amazing. Other podcasts, it's like, if you're Jeff Keighley and you, you're not just a presenter, you yeah. orchestrate those awards. If that happens, you must be going, this is yeah. brilliant. Like, that's what, I think, I think what you want to use Oscar. At the beginning, that was what was going through his head. But you can kind of see as the minutes pass, his face just yeah. darken as he goes, I need to get this show back on the road. And like, yeah. He's like, oh, I need to get this fucking bit of gameplay up. Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just like, if you're, that for me is what sets apart games industry from other stuff. It's like, it's not the stuffiness of it. You can have some mad guy who's been ha- given a shitload of money and now is making this game. And it's just this weird and I, dude and get I up totally, and say whatever he wants. I totally agree with you. I think if he'd have got up on stage and he'd have just been like really happy, he's like got this really great stage and he's like really excited about his game. But I thought he was quite happy. No, that totally didn't come across to me. Arrogance came across to me. Just this idea of like, I'm- Was he just, not defending EA? No, yeah, he did a bit. He was. Yeah. No, no, he didn't defend EA. He said that they were. Yeah, he did a bit. He, he said like, sometimes publishers fuck up. And yeah, I yeah. thought he took a pop at them, and no, it was really he's funny. Like, no, he's saying yeah. that he's publisher, so he's like, yeah. like give him a break about Battlefront. Yeah. But they're funding my game, and they've been nothing but like good to me. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 funny that Joseph, and he's like, listen, the people give me all this money, are brilliant, <laughs> love them. <laughs> I swear, when I watched it, he said, uh, yeah, they're funding my game, but like, oh yeah, they fucked up big time. Like he was, I remember being like, ooh. You're skating on shaky ground there, my friend, if they're funding your oh, game. Right. I thought his point was that like, everyone fucks up sometimes. Yeah. Skating on shaky ground is extra hard as well. <laughs> yeah. Skating's hard anyway. It absolutely is. But yeah, and then there was uh, The Last Night, which is this really cool 2 slash 3D cinematic platformer. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, it's but like it's... pixel art. He is actually a dickhead, Well, so this though. is the thing. I, I was looking... I was so excited for that. It's this Blade Runner-style, like, game. Oh, yeah. Where, the guy at Bellend. Yeah. yeah, so this is the thing. It looks amazing, set in this kind of world where the robots have taken over, and rather than humanity's survival being, you know, you know, it's about food and drink and all these other stuff that we've got on our plates, yeah. it's... Well, surviving means, like, just having a meaning to exist because the robots have just taken everything. But you know who those robots are? Who are they? Minorities. Well, <laughs> Um, this is the thing. Robots allegedly, the- allegedly, allegedly. Robots are minorities anyway. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but they're well, not in this. They are well, the majority in this culture. That's the problem, mate. <laughs> but um, he turns around and he said that it takes place in a cyberpunk world where modern feminism won instead of egalitarianism. Added the Gamergate hashtag and then claimed the game <laughs> would show the dangers of extreme progressivism. So by this point, I was feeling pretty depressed about 2018. And that's all we've got time for. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, what game do you like? Uh, <laughs> Chess. Anyone heard of it? Backgammon. Um, Biomutant. Biomutant. That one looks good. It's a game uh, by a Swedish indie game studio who were co founded by the former creative director of Just Cause 3. Um, and the whole idea of it is that there's this 
kind of other world where there's a huge tree of life and it's got five roots that are spread across the world and they're being gnawed away at these by these creatures so you play is essentially like rocket raccoon and you're going around trying to find the creatures who live at the end of the roots and like destroy them so the world can breathe again but the thing that's more interesting about it is like the mechanics rather than the concepts that um if anyone's really into like story-driven rpgs with like really interesting character creation when you create your raccoon you can make its fur longer are you actually a raccoon Yeah. yeah Right. Well, you're you like can... a little weird <laughs> alien mouse. Yeah, right, okay. it looks a bit like a some sort okay. of rodent, basically. That's okay. Yeah, and you can make your like teeth longer or your fur longer, and like that seems like an aesthetic choice. But in this game, it also plays into like the stats of your character. Okay, so, cool. um, and as you go throughout the game, you can change the appearance of your character at will because it's, it's where the buoyant biomutantism right. comes into it that you can uh, go into an area and put your hand in some weird water and that will make your fur change to a different like type that means you can go into another area and survive. So like your character could feasibly completely change in appearance over the course of the So it's almost like instant evolution. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like evolution on the fly. And There's, like, a, there's an cool. X-Men called Darwin and his like skill is like instantaneous yeah. evolution or adaptation. So it's kind of like you go into an area and you can adapt it immediately. Yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. What's going to happen if I fuck up this mouse though? And then, well, we're like and then it's it's just a mess. It's just like, can I just yeah. kill yeah, exactly. it's just like He's got too mouth. many mutations. He literally can't breathe. Because when you were saying it in my He's, head, you've turned him into a pug. When you said that, oh, like, um, oh, you can adjust the size of his teeth. I was just thinking of that Simpsons episode where like they shows like Lisa's teeth coming out of her yeah. head. I mean, like, that's what I'm doing to my mouse. And then like eight hours later, I'm like, oh, I should have done that with his. Oh, head. his defense uh, is really low. Alien mouse and his braces coming out all the time. Oh, yeah, I mean completely feasible yeah uh, I don't know whether that's feasible but also, the <laughs> it would be cool if it was mouse does kung fu as well what Just, I, with that. <laughs> I was waiting for you to mention who's, kung fu who's teaching an alien mouse kung fu he's taught himself has he fair place biomutant it's another mutation it's basically like the great descendant of what's that guy from kung fu panda the kind of mousy fellow with the moustache oh you know, Jackie Chan yeah Does, oh god he's, not, he's been cut out he's been replaced by Robin Wright yeah. <laughs> Joe what? What are you excited about game-wise? Uh, for about three hours, this document said Dynasty Warriors 9, yeah. and then I felt bad about it. So I put I Red Dead it. Redemption 2 instead. Red Dead Redemption 2 was a game that I was obviously interested in, yes. but having played several more hours of GTA Online yeah. in the last few weeks because of the Doomsday Heist, I suddenly remember how incredible that is, and yeah, that yeah. if they launch Red Dead Online in a better state than how GTA Online came out... yeah. It's going to be the best thing I do next year, including real life events. It's you, going to be so much fun. If you listen to this uh, podcast, then you can hear a couple of podcasts ago now, by the time this comes out, um, when we started talking about it with Al, because you um, you guys have been playing the heist, and we started talking about what we want from Red Dead Redemption. I listened to it back, and there's just a silence from one side of the table as me and you start parting out what's Red Dead Redemption. Like, I was like, I just I wanted to be heist, like uh, train robbers on that way. It's like, I just got to be like fucking back to the future. Flying trains. <laughs> just like, going off. That game, because like, we've been playing a lot recently, that game came out like five years ago. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. it's just... Like, it's, it's it's still ridiculous today. It's not like. even how impressive it is as a thing. It's that like Rockstar have shown that they're willing to keep improving on it and yeah. just never stop. Mm. And obviously, there's a major reason for that: money. Yeah, but they can, also yeah. 
like it's just um, like the the sheer difference between GTA Online then and now is mm. so incredible, and I cannot wait to see that happen again. Yeah, especially in a game that I'm probably more interested in an online experience for yeah. just because of I don't know what being in the old west online is like yeah. and yeah. that would be really like, fun um, hunting. yeah and also the main game looks alright as well yeah. so there you go I keep talking about it but there's um, this documentary that Daniel Dwyer's done for his YouTube channel called No Clip, uh, which is all about it's called like the hillbillies of GTA and I didn't realise this till I watched it because I came to Red Dead a little bit late, but Red Dead had like an online yeah, version, like a did. proper online yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was like the, it was full map. Yeah, it yeah. was like a proto GTA online. Right. Okay. But yeah. I suppose GTA Four had a bit of that as well. Yeah. Like mm. it's been a general process for them. I wonder if they're going to do more with Red Dead Online. Yeah. I'll tell you. I told you my idea the other day. You go to the airport. You and your mates get on a plane. Yeah. Next stop, Vice City. You work out. That's like the major expansion to it. That'd be cool. Can that you imagine that? that? I'm also just excited about finding out because you know that leaked map. Hmm. had the setting from Mafia 3 on it. Oh, yeah, yeah the show, show 2K yeah. universe. Oh, yeah. I want to know what the fuck that's about. Well, like, the reason Red Dead got delayed is they have to scrap all that Battleborn stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the mushroom guy didn't turn out as exciting as we thought. <laughs> Get you know, there's red. A, what, Mushroom Marston? Mushroom Marston. <laughs> what, what the ba- there's a Battleborn character in um, that Ready Player One trailer. Like, how much they paid what? to get that in there? Is there? Like, I, love, I reckon well, everybody probably, else, like, they've got to they, pay them. They heard that Tracer was in it and they were well, like, no, we must yeah. forever. But I love the idea of, like, Randy Pitchford calling up Spielberg being like, oh, here, Tracer's in it. How much does that cost? He's like, nothing. We want her in it. Yeah. He's like, all right, can we put Mushroom Guy in it? I'll be a million. Yeah. <laughs> well, the film's locked, mate. A mill of mushroom. Come on. <laughs> Um, so one of the games I'm most excited for, um, I was going through everything and weighing up everything that I am excited for. And I think God of War is the thing that mm. I'm most excited for because it's a new way of doing it. I love the idea of this little kid with you, even though a lot of people said that they're already annoyed by him. For some reason, he's not annoyed me yet. Nah. Um, what are people annoyed at him about? He just shouts Sounds a lot. Annoying. That's what kids do. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel yes, like... I, I guess, yeah. I, I'm really prepared to have this be like a ridiculous emotional God of yeah. War, which we've never had. Yeah. Like God of War has always been ridiculous, which I've always liked. But at the same time, always kind of felt a tiny little bit bad about liking God of War because it's yeah. just like, you're just doing naughty what things. What if it's like lunkhead central in it? What if it's yeah. really counter and throughout um, the course of the narrative, he just winds up Kratos so much at the end, he just kills him. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it sets. <laughs> I mean, like, very let's not do that, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Kratos is dying at the end of this, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. He's yeah. got to. Yeah. And the whole, this is like a prequel for the new God of War. Yeah. Being the son. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, that, that's Bobo. the thing. I think that's the thing that I'm most excited for, for it, is finally not have to be embarrassed that I love God of War. Being like, <laughs> no, it's like a real game. People cry watching well, it. I huh? see the torch that you're using is a man's head, severed head. Well, there's, um, oh, there's you don't that? know your Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> like God of War is always one of the most fun things to play with somebody watching who doesn't was not in the video games to be like what are you doing now I'm sticking my axe and those harpies and those harpies are going to fly me over there because they got my axe in them then what do you do with the harpies afterwards I'm going to fucking kill them <laughs> afterwards so <laughs> that's why I'm excited <laughs> um, I, I just I hope that it's not shit and I, I just feel like with all the Sony games like that even if they are a little bit shit like I thought some of the story stuff in Horizon did my head in but that's a fucking brilliant game, man. Yeah. Um, it's a while since they had the first party, Big Dud. It's probably yeah. The Order. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's been a very long time. They yeah. must have had a first party dud since then. Yeah. 
Maybe let's not. have a think. Let's put some countdown music. Let's break Kaz right in. Does PlayStation VR count? Nah, mm. it's probably doing all right in there. It sold two million units. Did it? Mm. Uh, the, I mean, <laughs> what you've not talked about with God of War, again, yeah. obvious thing, throwing his axe. Yeah. That's the coolest looking throw of an axe I've ever seen. It does look really good. It's 100% wick. We haven't seen that much of it either. Like, it feels like I've seen a lot of more of other stuff, even though this feels like it's further along than a lot of stuff. Well, I feel like we've seen a lot in terms of like like gameplay demo that just went on for ages it was like a full long enough. five yeah, minutes me. or something of game and we saw that at a very early stage they weighed that up with the Paris Games Week one that was 20 seconds long yeah. so uh, that was good well, was, there was a trailer was at E3 at the end there was the big serpent you think oh he's going to fire and he's his mate he's like yeah. talking to him nice serpent. they've like been that, um, yeah. also like the marketing people for God of War have been like low key releasing these amazing little videos as well oh, yeah so they've just been like just like ninja releasing these awesome videos which talk about like the real life monsters that have inspired God of the oh, new awesome. of the God of War and what they're going to look like in the thing and all the trailers they're only like 20-30 seconds long but each one is just like it gives you a little bit of history and then it shows you what it looks like in the game that's good super, super useful because Norse yeah. mythology is not as well known as Greek yeah, like, yeah. everyone goes think. into God of War with like some idea of what they're yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas this is just like wow World Serpent. This is real. Yggdrasil. <laughs> yeah. The World Tree. Coming back to Biomutants. Hey, <laughs> um, good. Well, that's every game coming out in 2018. Comprehensively covered. <laughs> um, we're not just video games podcast, though, guys, are we? Mm-mm. That's right. We're an everything podcast. Mm. Talk about YouTube Snacks. videos, booze. <laughs> it's all Sandwiches. going on. Um, but also films. Uh, there's a lot of films coming out in 2018. We've mentioned the Han Solo film that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things. Other ones. <laughs> Black uh, Panther. Alicia, mm. what are you most excited about? I'm really excited about, speaking of video games and movies, combining together in one delicious sandwich right. would be Tomb Raider. Um, I'm really excited about this just because... I think that it's, I can't really think of a movie that's been based on a video game that I've genuinely really, really enjoyed. And I feel like this could potentially be the one where I'm like, no, you've captured the flavor, but you've also brought something new. Cause mm. like inherently the Tomb Raider games are really cinematic mm. anyway, and particularly the reboots. Yeah. And there are so many scenes that I can remember from when the, the first trailers of that game were coming out. like being so excited for seeing Lara jumping from um, the boat as it like cracked open over in the stormy sea, like mm. reaching her hands out. And like, that's like a movie scene in itself. And if they do like a direct shot for shot remake mm. for that, that would be incredible. I mean, looks like they have. They yeah. have, it's in the yeah. trailer. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. I, I forgot about this trailer. And then I, what, it was, it was on, on four Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Did you see it before your Star Wars? Yeah, I think yeah. Was, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, I don't know, I think as well, Alicia Vikander is just such good casting. Like she seems like she's, oh, you, do you disagree, Joe? Her accent though. You know how Lara Croft sounds? Posh. Mm. Not like Swedish or Danish or wherever Alicia Vikander's from. She's an Oscar winning actress. She can't mm. do the accent Oh really? Though. I told in, even in that trailer, there were bits where she's like, mm, hello, father. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish she'd like that. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that just for sure. I mean, I would too. Yeah. I love it. Dad's Fred West, though. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I told you, didn't I, that I met her accent coach in a Fred taxi. Um, what? I met like taxi. the guy. Oh, is he knocking who, off early? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy he was crying. 
he, uh, he trained her on how to do the accents stuff. he was her dialogue coach and uh, and they sacked him guy, and now he does Uber well the poor guy <laughs> <laughs> the week before he was like his eye was quite red and you know you don't really want to say anything but then we just we were, like, <laughs> mate, you got a red eye <laughs> but like you know, we were halfway through well, he, like, he like rubbed his eye and I was like oh are you, are you okay and he was like oh yeah well two weeks ago I put my contact lens in but I didn't wash my hands and now I'm blind in this eye Jesus Christ for life you have told me this and I forgot this, this red this red like eye was I thought this was going to be scarring. why he was driving a taxi no, 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 no if no. anything it's a reason why he, he shouldn't be he was a passenger in the taxi <laughs> that's the moral <laughs> he was like yeah I lost my job with Tomb Raider now the Uber license has gone down the drain yeah. and now I lost my eye so and now, uh, now people haven't got so the so if accent. you think your 2018 is bad listeners just think of him <laughs> That's oh. why you like Tomb Raider. <laughs> That's why I'm excited for Tomb Raider. Tell you what, you got me there. Four stars. <laughs> Don't want to give them five because they've got nothing to go for. Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for this film, Joe. Super Troopers 2. Oh, baby. Super Troopers is a film that, if you haven't seen it, is stupid. It's one of the dumbest films that I yeah. enjoy watching. And I enjoy watching a lot of dumb films. You may know. It was a big um, part of my university, this was. Oh, huge. Yeah. Like, it, was one of, it, w- it was weirdly one of those ones that we sort of stumbled on late at night mm. and went, let's just stick this on. Yeah. And then watched about 30 times during the course of a year. Yeah. So if you don't know, Super Troopers is the story, in inverted commas, of several highway policemen near the border of Canada who are just shit at their jobs yeah. and get up to all sorts of business. And the sequel was originally going to be a prequel set in the 70s and they scrapped that and just made it a sequel that takes place straight after the original film, despite it being 17 years later in real life. <laughs> so they are all fatter, yeah. uglier. Like, That's they all amazing. look completely different, but they're playing exactly the same people. Are they going to explain the sun deterioration in, like, skin elasticity? Time dilation. I really hope Space so. time dilation. I really they hope are. not. I really hope they just carry on. Yes, yeah, just yeah. as it is. Um, they are now fighting over... No, they're protecting spaces of the US that were previously thought to be Canada, and then they realized the border had moved a mile. So it's them, <laughs> like, with angry Canadians, and I think their new rivals are the Mounties, oh, which cool. I am super into on That's a base good. level. And as long, yeah, as long as that guy dresses up as someone and shouts, you boys want to go Mexico? Then I'm back in. So that's it. I kind of hope they just sample, they somehow, one of them listens to that podcast, this podcast, and then just puts that in exactly as you said it, it, just dub it over the top. You've done a lot of voices today. This is good. Well into it, guys. I really have to confess, when you first mentioned that, I thought you meant spaceship, starship troopers. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just like, oh man, if you brought that back, though. They've already done sequels, though. Well, yeah, but they've also done an animated one of Starship Troopers which is a banger is it actually good it's genuinely good that's cool uh, I saw it pissed but <laughs> saw a lot of has stuff has it got pissed. original people in it uh, yeah it has Clancy Brown is in it yeah yeah oh maybe not Clancy Brown I'm not sure oh, I suppose he's dead uh, what was Clancy Brown in recently uh, he's in Punisher no something else he's a voice of something mm. uh, Thor he's the, he's the satyr there you oh, go. Demon at the beginning. That's Boom. good. Here we are. Super Trooper. No. Um, <laughs> have you seen what Super Troopers looks like recently? I tried showing it to someone the other day. Yeah. It looks ropey as fuck. Oh, yeah. I did not remember it looking it's that ropey. It's 17 years old. Yeah. It was filmed by, like, a sketch group. Yeah. Like, they're not well off. So with this, has it been, like, kickstarted or something like that? It got kickstarted. Like right, okay. And it's only, like, $2 million. Like, yeah. it's going to look ropey again. That's mm. partly why I'm so excited, because it is just, like... Yeah, and with inflation, $2 million 17 years later is pretty yeah. much the same amount they have More in the original. Less, like, they've not done 
the the whole lot of them haven't done much. Like Jay Trandeshkar mm. has directed a few episodes of Community, I think. But yeah. beyond that, they've not done anything. So, this is more on this quick start. I quite like <laughs> the idea that they're all, they think this is like their big, oh, big comeback. Hell. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be crap, isn't it? But... I'm excited. I guess the only, the only thinking behind it is people like us who watched it have now got money to go to the cinema to watch it, but... I'm going to watch it day one. We did it. We did. They said it's getting a cinematic release. Yeah, yeah not thought about mm. that. Probably. That's on Netflix. Yeah. Super true. Well, it's weird, even because like, what we do in the shadows, even though... Cause, so that had a Kickstarter to yeah. make that film. Then they had to do another Kickstarter so to be able to release US. in America. Like... And that's not even released in America and the UK. Also, that's like, a really good film. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's really hot. Also, you should watch the Kickstarter videos they made for what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. They're amazing, genuinely yeah. funny comedy sketches oh, by really? themselves. So good. Yeah. Like Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement just being Fucking dickheads. About. It's yeah. amazing. Kickstarter videos, totally oh, so, so funny. There's loads of them. Um, guys, I like Wes Anderson mm. and I like dogs. So bring those two together what we got I love dogs <laughs> um, I'm so excited for this film man. yeah me too um, it's a stop motion animated film the second one of Wes Anderson done and it's all about dogs what, um, what are these dogs doing so from what I can gather uh, I don't actually know that much about it from what I can gather they've uh, dogs have been put on an island. <laughs> it's in. I feel like you could have got oh, that without it's in Japan. It's in Japan. It's in Japan. Oh. It's in Japan which Seriously? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all looks like amazing, crazy Japan. <laughs> have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> it's, We're talking dogs. It's, have, you, have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? You see where's that? What Wes Anson thinks like England, uh, yes. England like. looks like. Imagine what he thinks Japan looks like. <laughs> mental in the future no less on a garbage island yeah um, so why are they on the garbage island I, c- I don't know I think it's something like all the dogs the have been dogs, outlawed and they carry a virus it's, yeah it's the, uh, like a plague went round and yeah. they think the dogs spread it so they sent every dog in Japan to one island where they yeah, throw all their right. trash yeah and Aww. the dogs are all living on this island now and one little kid uh either knows the truth or knows something he's not meant to and he goes to the island to try and get his dog back right. yeah his dog got sent oh, there it's his like reverse Homeward there, Bound yeah. yeah kind of yeah um, but all the like I, I'm not sure if the people can talk but the dogs definitely can talk because Brian the, Cranston's a dog I think it's that all the people speak Japanese but unsubtitled that's right, right okay. I think that's it I think that is true yeah, yeah. Um, but it just looks amazing but then how are they going to do that in Japan well, it would just be fine. Put it in English. It's a yeah. very different... Japanese uh, dogs. It's a very different film uh, in Japan. Japan. <laughs> so, um, all the dogs that you spend loads of time with these dogs, you're like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> all the yeah. Japanese unsubtitled. Yeah, and then all the Japanese people are like, Mm. Yeah, there's only three scenes as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I saw um, a curio, very avant-garde. Have you seen that? Um, oh, we love Wes. Have you seen that Matt Damon film, The Informant? No, no I never watched. It's very good. Um, but there's a scene in that where I I, and I watched that in Germany, and there's a scene in that, um, and it's, it's this is un, unsubtitled, but there's a scene in that where. Uh, he says his favorite German word, and he says, "Oh, my favorite." Do you know what my f-? he's talking to a German person? He's like, "Do you know what my favorite German word is? Kugelschreiber." And I saw it in a full cinema, and they just all burst out laughing because they knew what it was. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know what it is." He goes on to explain what it is, but I was just like, "Oh, I don't know what this a uh, pen." He was just like, wow. "It's like it's so it's good that you've elaborate. got like such an elaborate word for just pen, um, which is good." But I hope that's what it's <laughs> like for Isle of Dogs. But like all the sets and things just look incredible, and I think like is it the same animation studio that did it is yeah, Fox. Well, it's certainly um, the same. Style. Style, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah, it looks like 
exactly the same. Yeah. And I, I think that fantastic Mr. Fox style. Like I know you're not actually that fond. I don't of like it. it. Yeah, um, it's a little it's, bit creepy, isn't it? Well, it's just I don't like. I find Fantastic Mr. Fox to be an absolute prick, and I wish he'd be shot. So that's my main. You're pro hunting. I am in this case. Of, of fantastic foxes. Of fantastic foxes. Normal foxes are fine. Mediocre Ooh, ones. <laughs> All right. Just not thieving ones. Yeah. Fuck. Um, poaching. I think you're an elite, elitist. <laughs> this also has like one of the maddest casts ever. It's um, crazy. Like every single person. Yoko Ono's in there. Just popping up. When- uh, but Brian Cranston. Uh, well, Ed Norton is in it. Like he's been in a lot of them. Um, I think Kristen Wiig is like the main lady as well. I think you're right. Him. Um, it's it's hard to remember because the trailer doesn't show them in order. It just no. comes up with everyone's they, names yeah, in three columns. Well, yeah. Fucking hell! I keep hitting the pop shield. I'm so excited. Um, I'm I'm super excited for this. It's gonna uh, be good. And uh, that's why. I think it's the best film in 2018. <laughs> Heard it here first. Is that what we're doing? I didn't realise we were talking <laughs> about the best compete, thing. Are we, present, are we like Atticus finching our way through <laughs> we this? We do what we want. Um, Daniel, what are you excited about film-wise? Um, so Avengers Infinity War, the culmination of 18 movies and 10 years of filmmaking. That's what I was going to say, but I thought we've covered that quite a lot. And when I was researching this, I found another film that I thought existed. I wanted it to exist, but it didn't exist, but it does exist. That's it's f- called Soldado. Ah. It's called Soldado. The, the Spurs striker. It, it is. It's not. I, no, actually, it's not about the ill-fated career of the Tottenham striker oh. Roberto Soldado. I love him. Seven goals in fifty-two games. <laughs> it's not much of a return for twenty-six mil. Um, it's about Soldado. Is the name of the character that Benicio del Toro plays in Sicario. He's getting his own movie. What? Oh, shit. I literally said on this podcast, if you wanted to make the best Splinter Cell movie in the world, you would just have him for an entire movie. I'm more excited about this that. This is ridiculous. Than a new Bond. Okay, so. What? This is out this summer. The trailer is dropping <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, no. And it's going to be like Machete Lives. <laughs> no, this is what you think. It's absolutely not. Story by Dennis v- Denny Villeneuve really? and Tyler Sheridan writing the screenplay. Sa- same dude who did original Sicario. Yeah. And it is him and Josh Brolin from Sicario. So basically, find out the How cart- much money does Sicario the, make? The cartel is smuggling terrorists into the US. Right. So they send Josh Brolin and Del Toro and in to like stop the cartel. Are they right. turning famously downbeat? movie into, Sicario into a fucking because, because, movie. Because the end of Sicario, that bit where they like go to the um, cartel guys, like the boss's house and just like sneak their way in is yeah. fucking brilliant. Imagine if the trailer comes on tomorrow and it's like, he's the most ruthless assassin of yeah. cartel men in the world and he's got <laughs> sandals on. It's like, do you remember the most lethal assassin in the world from the last 15 minutes of Sicario? Yeah. I like if he just like, we gotta go back to Mexico. I never left. No, the, the, the official <laughs> Brolin comes on putting on his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> it does. It does have a little bit like the official synopsis on Wikipedia. It does end something like good, and um, like Soldado still has a vendetta. Oh, <laughs> the whole point of the end of that film is that he's finished with his vendetta. But I think it's like what an amazing <laughs> thing because like Sicario you know quite an awards worthy movie quite a refined movie it's hard work Sicario uh, it is, is brilliant that's why, that's why I think that end is so good because you're like oh that's quite exciting oh, they're yeah. like doing a whole movie just based on him is it's it, like, it reminds me of when they made US Marshals after The Fugitive yeah. and they were like oh everyone really likes Tommy Lee Jones what was the thing yeah, that like, everyone loved from The Fugitive let's make a film about the him Marshals. and everyone was like no everyone liked that bit when he just heard the train in the background yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it going to be another twist in this tale and it's directed by Shane Black and set at Christmas because that would be brilliant um, and the last 15 is. minutes yeah. is Emily Blunt comes back and does <laughs> cool shit this oh, time oh, oh, oh. Um, yes it is <laughs> 
That would be great. This is. I'm giddy. But like, I literally, I was reading through, it's like, I wanted that to exist and now it does. And now it does. Well done. It's probably been filmed already. Are you sure this is real? Yeah. <laughs> I may have made it up. <laughs> so we know. Avengers Infinity War. May That'll or keep you going until Soldado. April here. So that's coming out after Infinity War. It's taken them longer to make that than it has Infinity War. I don't By, think that's correct. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, okay. TV shows, though, guys. Mm. Those are great. Uh, the one I'm most excited about, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That sounds like something in the Beano. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Buster Scruggs, I've... All right, I'll tell you where it is first. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Coen Brothers doing a TV show and not like how they executive produced the Fargo show, um, but actually... Lazy. Yeah. Actually making this, like, written and directed and created by... And wow. it's a... Like, nothing is known about this other than it's an anthology Western miniseries. So it's eight episodes, um, and it's all about this guy called Buster Scruggs, who's played by Tim Blake Nelson. And you've been watching that. The Jeff Daniels uh, the what's it called thing the Errol Morris documentary you've been oh Wormwood yeah yeah and Tim McNelson is genuinely really good in that which one is he he's like the main dude that's Peter Sarsgaard no like the main naughty dude oh yeah yeah he is good yeah he is very good isn't he um, you know lad sorry this is a slight tangent absolutely fine there's one bit of Westwood where the Wormwood Wormwood where the guy <laughs> from Westworld I was like that is tangent <laughs> the guy yeah. the, uh, you know Jim, is it Jimmy from Westworld <laughs> Yeah, they're nice, you know, you gotta give me more. nice guy who hangs out with the lady in Westworld. Fucking hell. Guy with the weird face, he's in Always Sunny. Anyway, he turns up for one scene with a moustache and looks in a mirror and puts a hat on and leaves, and that's it. Really? He hasn't come back. It's really weird. I've only got one episode to go. That's anyway. Mm. What tangent. cameo? That's good. Tune in next year to find out if that's uh, the best. Realized. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for them to do it because... I really, really like the Western they did, which at the moment... Oh, True Grit. Um, Arthur True Grit is brilliant. And I think they're messing around in like a Western thing. Even to a lesser extent, like No Country for All Men is mm. technically a Western. Yeah. And I think that is probably the best film. Um, and I think... Who has like, been made for? Do you know? We no, actually, I don't. I think um, it was being shopped. Like, so they yeah. just decided to make it and were like, well, we're the Coen brothers. We'll Probably sell it to yeah, someone. It might, see, in my head, I'm really excited about it because I think they, they, they don't do anything unless they generally want to do yeah, it. But we've but watched then, some of their stuff that we, yeah. I think we almost quite, walked out of Hail Caesar, like generally legit yeah. almost walked out of Hail Caesar. Um, I think it's because they're quite varied in what they do. Yeah. And they do like trying different things. I mean, they are much better at drama than they are comedy. Yeah. And this sounds like a drama. Yeah, Scruggs except he's called Buster, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. Yeah. yeah, the ballad. But it's just him like falling over. And there's a bit where he sat on a toilet and the yeah. wall falls down. On and him. Nick Cave comes out and plays a jaunty little Buster Scruggs. Yeah, but it does sound like um, <laughs> that's the ballad. It does sound like it's kind of a but, uh-huh. like they do what they do very well is sort of uh, finding comedy in downtrodden yes. uh, characters mm. and. If Buster Scruggs isn't a downtrodden character, character. (laughs) I don't know what is. Imagine if he's like a wealthy landowner. He's just not got much to do. He found oil. I'm interested in it being an anthology series about one person. Um, But I'm not sure. I think basically the reason it's a miniseries. It's a miniseries, but each 
episode tells a different part right. of the story. Right. I think right. that's the way that's not Anthology. like season two is going to be like the Ballad of John and Yoko. No, 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 no. It's acting. It might not have the thing. It might not even have a season two. It might just be one thing where every episode in that that's is good. someone telling a story. I'd love that. Possibly about Buster Scruggs, which I, I kind of like the idea of like telling things from multiple perspectives as well and then they all kind of like feed it in if it was like charting have. a life as well yeah really i think that'd cool. be quite good mm. um and yeah i don't know about season two and stuff like that without knowing anything <clears throat> who do you want to play buster scruggs if i didn't know it was being played by tim blake nelson well, oh yeah have we already said yeah it? we literally just don't <laughs> if it wasn't tim blake nelson who do you want it to be <laughs> oscar isaac perfect thank you <laughs> <laughs> daniel what are you excited about uh, castle rock um this was announced ages ago with very little detail apart mm. from it was coming to Hulu and J.J. Abrams to be involved. This is like the shared universe drama right. based on all of Stephen King's novels. Oh, awesome. So we're like now Goosebumps. In, in, pretty much. So we're living in a, a generation now where the k- people who grew up reading Stephen King and being influenced him are like making a lot of things because they're in positions where they can make stuff like yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. And, you know, so you're getting a lot of this style stuff. So, But this is going back to source. So in this playground <clears throat> in the city of Castle Rock, which some of the novels are set in, like apparently it's all fair game. Mm. Uh, I don't know how this works from a rights point of view, yeah. but you know all these characters will somehow feed into a new narrative and it will feed off them. But I was looking at the cast. The cast is really good. It's got Sissy Spacek in. Good. She's not playing Carrie. What? Well, well you, good, you don't know she's not playing it though. Oh, okay. Um, so she's in it. Scott Glenn, Terry O'Quinn. Awesome. Yeah. And Bill Skarsgård, apparently, is Yes, it? please. What's Terry O'Quinn been up to? I don't know. Waiting for JJ. I mean, yeah. Scruggs, mate. Wait, it's Scruggs, I'll, I'll tell you what. He was, he was fuming when he saw Snoke <clears throat> in Force yeah. Awakens. He's like, I, I, love that. I could have done that. Um, yeah, but Bill Skarsgård is apparently in it. Like, I don't think he's going to be playing Pennywise. It's got to be. But it's kind of cool casting. Yeah. Like, in this weird meta way, when you're doing this yeah. meta show, to cast people that are very well known for Stephen King adaptations to play new original That's characters. Really yeah. so wait, I really like that is idea. It, is it going to be pulling characters from the Stephen King universe? I think Think, or I think, making up new ones that are like they could be in the Stephen King. No, universe. I think it will be what I reckon my perspective is it looking at the cast list and names and the brief synopsis. It is new original characters. Mm. I think they're <clears throat> riffing off their previous roles as famous Stephen King characters. Right. But I think other characters will fear factor in yeah. as supporting characters. So you might like have Wendy Torrance in one episode. Doing what? I don't know, it should be mad. <laughs> Are we good? Do you know what I was just thinking as you were saying this, and the only one that just occurred to me is as you as you may put it in a good way, which is like the people who grew up reading um, Stephen King are now in a position to make things. Like, do, I think we're it could be an actual worry that the people who are going to be watching it are going to be thinking it's derivative of Absolutely. the new thing rather than remember when well people said that yeah. about it about yeah. Stranger Things yeah mm. so it's always like Stranger Things it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah I remember because yeah. I remember when it was the weekend the Stranger Things had come out and we were filming Prepared to Try and we said oh I'm liking Str- the first series of uh, Stranger Things because it feels a lot like Stand By Me Powell's like no idea what that is it's like oh it kind of feels a bit like it he was like oh, I've never seen it I'm just like for people of a certain age you're not going to have seen that thing so you're going to watch the Castle Rock thing and go fucking just mobbing off uh, Stranger Things aren't they basically yeah like it'd be interesting to see how much they weave in that other stuff but like Stephen King's novels were you know before Marvel and so on you know it is a shared universe it already exists like I remember when I was a kid and I read Tommy Knockers and there's a bit where someone scrolled on a wall Pennywise lives I was like oh that's cool (laughs) and you know it's a shame that like Dark Tower kind of 
failed miserably to do some of that stuff. But yeah. when we first saw that trailer, it's kind of cool seeing these things that you know really well yeah. share a similar fictional space. Oh man! And, and I think we saw the Dark Tower trailer here. And it was like early in the morning. Was and that then, a shot of the Overlook you know, Hotel? Yeah. And then Pennywise's fun fair. Oh, yes, but please. I think if they can like. I do think it's kind of show that would play into like Abrams and his kind of Motley Crue mm. strength. Mm. You know, they do that well. And in a world where lots of crazy shit already happens, that's maybe better. The kind of twists and turns are maybe easier to swallow than they were in some oh, of his other stuff. Yeah. Because you can just go, oh, it's a big, big space turtle. Yeah. <laughs> if you can pull out big space turtle and that be a canonical answer, <laughs> and, then you're fine. And no one's can, annoyed by it. No one's Everyone annoyed by it. Everyone just kind of nods and goes, oh. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Space Joe. Yeah. Hello. TV, is it? Everyone else has gone with new and exciting things. Mm-hmm. I've gone with old and exciting things. Ooh-hoo-hoo! Atlanta season two. Because yeah. Atlanta is... Imagine if you said curry. Curry. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, season... <laughs> I still watch <laughs> See, well, be, Christmas be, special, like, every bad. year. Like, this my, is the surprising yeah. thing, season one still. Yeah. Is it really? It's never ended. It's never ended. Stop. Has there ever been a break in like EastEnders, Coronation Street? Uh, someone's died. The war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the cast did not return. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I still watch the EastEnders Christmas special because my niece is into it. And it's like, she she's like has like proper silence. It's like an actual TV show is happening in our house. We're just like, everyone shut up. If you don't want to watch it, go, go. somewhere else. But I am watching How this. How old's your niece? She's 16. She's taking okay. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Does she write for TV Choice magazine? That's the only way I can understand enjoying that. She, I don't, I think people are into her, man. I, I went on a date like a couple of years ago with a girl who's like really into Coronation Street. Like, Watch this still. Watch every single episode, and also I think it's on every night now. Yeah, there's a lot of. It's that. a much it's more like watching wrestling. It's a bigger time investment than like any Netflix binge. Absolutely, yeah. liking that stuff. But then they also hook you in as well because like they've hooked you in all your life, so you don't want to. If you give Dip it out, out you give yeah. it up on like 19 years of watching yeah. it. Because no, next time um, you you tune in, Sally Webster's <clears throat> grown up, and I don't yeah. know what's happened in the intervening years. I felt like that. It took me ages to let go of Neighbours. Like to properly stop watching Neighbours. And then, I mean, like, stop watching it. And then, well, first of all, stop watching the repeat that was on in the, in like, in the afternoon. I used to watch twice a day. Then stop watching it. And then stop reading the synopsis as well. Because I was still going through it. Just thought, well, if I want to come back, I can. That's uh, my flatmate's dad was obsessed with the archers, yeah. like, full on. And he was round the other day. And he was like, oh, I had to give it up. And we were like, and it was like three. It was like I three years that, later. I was out of context conversation. We've had to give up archers. It was yeah. like <laughs> he's going through too many a night. He's gone mental. Yeah. The, like, but he well, also in, incidentally, he's lost loads of weight since he stopped watching it and listening to the archers. So I'm assuming yeah, it has that's connected. There's a correlation. But anyway, he what was he doing? He was just eating loads of meat while he was fucking the archers. Every, every time he said archers, he did a shot. Of every time, snacks. every time he heard the word Grundy, he stuck a twix in. <laughs> but he um he was still but he was mad because we were like. It's been three years, and he was like, oh, I listened to my first episode in ages on the way here, and we were like, oh, really? Isn't that weird? Like, you don't have any idea what was going on. It turns out he'd just been reading Wikipedia synopsis of The Archers for three years. It's like, that surely, just listen to it. Just keep listening. Anyway, uh, right, Emmerdale. (laughs) That's what I'm going for. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Atlanta season two. I'm going to make it really quick. Atlanta is one of the least talked about best shows that I've seen in the last few years, and managed to straddle a line between like extremely weird funny surreal yeah. comedy and like pretty heartbreaking drama and do really odd one-off episodes yeah. about 
completely different characters or in like strange settings and it just played with the format constantly yeah and then it just disappeared and no one was talking about it and it's like yeah this is weird and then they bring it back in february and oh, i didn't man. realize it was that soon and i'm super excited for it now yeah um and donald glover's a genius and can do no wrong i'm really excited the girl the main girl from atlanta was cast in deadpool yes um, too and i think she's gonna be incredible because she heard that episode that you're talking about where she, they just go they spent all this time with these guys and then they just one episode just follow her and her story and that's one of the best episodes well the club episode is the best episode one of the best episodes of TV of 2018 it's so good of 2018 it's called In the Club In the Club I've got all of Atlanta on my Sky Plus box yeah watch it it. honestly but it is one of those ones where you should Should you should watch it all they like, watched, don't just watch one. They watched th- uh, the last three episodes, I think it was, on what? when we were flying to New York. The other, uh, oh, it's in oh, the preview one. One. No. It's just... Well, they, the only three they were just on. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, it's that. weird, yeah, when yeah. They, it's like, oh, we've got episode three of season two, and that's yeah. your lot. I'm not watching yeah. episode, season two, episode nine of House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, mad. Really <laughs> it does feel mad, because are they, do they just not know how people watch TV? And just like, well, hope, like imagine what low percentage of people happen to be on that episode when they get on the yeah. plane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Great segue. Uh, Alicia, I almost put this down as mine, Did so I'm you? excited to hear why you like Maniac. Yeah. Yeah. So Maniac is uh, a new kind of absurdist comedy that's coming to Netflix next year. Um, and Maniac actually already exists as a TV series, but it's in Norway. It was released that's in right, 2014. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically it follows the story of a guy he's called Espen in that one and he uh, Jim in this one (laughs) Jim exactly (laughs) he has this um, amazing life where he's just like everything goes right lives loads of parties and then it turns out he's actually in a mental asylum and all the life that you're seeing is just in his own head it's Mm -hmm. like the fantasy that he creates so um now, Kerry Fukunaga, um, I'm definitely Ooh. killing his name. That's fine. Um, but he was the guy behind the first series of True Detective. Yeah. Um, he did all the pre production of the new it. Yeah. yeah. He, he spent yes, he some did. of three years of his life. Yeah. yeah. He, he was going to direct it? it as well. I read, yeah, it. I read really some good. of it. Mm. Yeah. So, like, he's got a really, really, like, great eye for cinematography. And, like, I'm really intrigued to see what he does uh, with this series. But, yeah, he's so he's in charge of it. And he's, di- he's uh, cast Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. So, I think Jonah Hill's going to be playing the leads Jim Jim <laughs> mental old Jim and it's a comedy and it's yeah it's like an absurdist comedy so it's essentially I, I think Emma Stone is also playing an inmate right um, and yeah it's just about I don't know how true they're going to stay to the story of the already existing series um, they've not really released any specific details on how that plot's going to unfold but is it about them trying to get better or is it just I've literally you know, no idea making fun of literally them yeah no sounds like it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing to do isn't it I guess yeah. like yeah. it's um, I thought it was going to be like a TV series version of that first person Elijah Wood slasher movie yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, that's oh full God, on that I mean, yeah. I've heard it's horrible no, this one, this one apparently is going to be quite funny. So, From Fukunaga, I'm not it's sure. Emma Stone, she's pretty hilarious. She does do naughty things. Not naughty, but like nasty, serious things as well. Yeah, she can She can go She can go from like in a minute from crying to mental. It does, yeah. Uh, I'm mental not, is, is in a, a trailer? good way. I know, it's just, I love the idea of things. It's like a tee-up of her yeah. career. Yeah, goes that, from crying to, to mental, mental in one in minute. minute. <laughs> That's how you get an Oscar. Yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> What did she win an Oscar for? Lars? Lars, Lars, Lands? No, no it was before then. That would be cool if that was the She sequel. has won an Oscar. She has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been for I remember it. Did she trip? Amazing Spider-Man. Or am I thinking of Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. What? 
I think of Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so that's the best games, movie, and TV show. Oh, yes, we should say as well, main Net's coming to Netflix as well. So I guess it's going to oh, yeah. be like all of it in one yeah. go, which is good. That's how they release on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm excited to see like another comedy to do because there's a lot of good comedies that come to Netflix and I really enjoy watching comedies a lot at the same time and I didn't think that I would yeah, uh, except like love like I think really benefits from that I think if oh, I was yeah. week by week I would stop watching that yeah because they're so annoying yeah. but when there's more of it you but when be annoyed by them all on, you give them more of a chance I think yeah. whereas if you've got a week to think about to think about what they've done I watched all um, the Master of None two seasons in the sitting yeah yeah. I think Cardi did that as well really didn't he good. yeah uh, but that's not coming back in 2018 had a look he's not, he's not even making it at the moment good yeah Leave Sorry. it alone. There we are. <clears throat> so those are the best TV shows, movies, and mm. games. So that, a lot of that is stuff that we haven't played or really seen anything of. But we get to see and play a lot of stuff before anyone. This is the showing off section. It's the showing off section. <laughs> um, Joe's doing Red Dead. I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember actually, like, one of the things that I used to love about Tilly is when people were doing like their top tens of the year films, Tilly would get like outrageously angry with journalists who would put films that were released in the UK the following year in their top ten list oh, right, for, yeah. for the year before. Because they've seen it at a festival. Because they've seen it at a festival. They've seen it like an early screening. Because like we've been offered screenings for some big things. Like you've seen Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is going to be probably my one of my favorite films of next year. But so I think he used to get so like incensed when he would see like a journalist belong because he used to think they were just showing off. Um, so this is our showing off section. Ace. Uh, here we go. So these are things that we know is definitely excellent, excellent and cool section. You're right, mate. No, not really. It's the end of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it's the beginning no, it's the of a new, new one. Oh yeah, sorry. Keep um, up the fiction. I can't hear it this year. I'm all over the place. <laughs> My balance is like genuinely off to the point where it's just like, I almost fell over on the way to work. I did wonder why every time I was talking to you, you're just going, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. When I was doing the Star Wars thing with Al earlier, this is why I kind of positioned myself here. It's kind of a little bit better. But when I was, I was sitting where Alicia was uh, for the Star Wars podcast, where every time Al talked, I did like basically like turn to look at <laughs> oh, him. Oh, like a grandpa. It's like, it's it's like you trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there we are. So one thing that uh, I've seen in Krupa scene that is definitely cool is a film called Ghost Stories. Uh, Ghost Stories was a play, started off in Hammersmith, then went to the West End for ages. I think they, they did go to America as well. Um, really? Yeah, so really? it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a theater show, anthology um, uh, setup. So you basically have like three stories that are kind of connected uh, throughout it. And it was uh, done by Andy Nyman, who, if you know who Darren Brown is, is his ingenieur. So he comes up with all the clever stuff behind Darren Brown stuff. And Jeremy Dyson, um, who wrote a lot of awesome stuff, including The League of Gentlemen, which we love. Um, and the, I, when I first saw they were making a film of this, because I've seen a, the play a lot, um, I didn't really know how they could make it work. And I thought, if kind of not unworkable, but if they can make Les Mis work, they can make ghost stories work. Mm. But it is kind of, you forget how filmic it actually is because it's like, this. it's a show where you go and it's 90 minutes, no interval. Um, so like that is filmic as it goes. Mm. Um, but the way that they've made it work is brilliant. I think the setup, Wait, think the thing that ties it together, it really, really works. I think it's the thing they've majorly reworked. And I think it's yeah. why it's key that they haven't just sold the rights and someone else has adapted yes, it. Yeah, they've yeah. been involved in the adaptation of it. And yeah. in the theater, it's like Andy Nyman, when I saw it, played like a paranormal prof- 
investigator, professor, yeah. academic. So he's like delivering a lecture to the audience. Yeah. And through his lecture, you get these cutaways that become the inset narratives. Yeah. Whereas this, they completely scrap that. And the, the framing narrative, it still has the professor, but it's totally redone. Yeah. And I think that works really, really well. I also think it's like deeply cinematic. Absolutely. Like it shows you like these two guys met a Jewish summer camp when they were kids yeah. and became best friends and they bonded over like monster magazines and horror stories and ghost stories. Yeah. And they obviously have a love of like old horror movies where it's not necessarily something jumping out of frame in, yeah. into frame. It's like something in the back of frame that looks weird. Oh, that's and it looks really like crazy. one thing and then they'll go investigate and it'll be in mm. like there's one moment where yeah. you and I were like Oh, don't go near that. Yeah, <laughs> and there's also really like subtle stuff, it's, and there's and there's full on mental stuff. Like yeah, it really yeah. gets in your face and it is visceral. And well, that's is the, it was it the sort of thing that you, when you saw it afterwards, you were like turning out your bedroom light at night, being like, I Ooh. never really get like that. But do you know what? When my first if I, the first time that I, I saw the play, it definitely was because it kind of plays you it. You it, it, you tr- put a lot of your trust in what you're seeing. So there's a guy, and you feel safer because there's a man telling you a story, uh, and you feel like, well, it's not real because the man is telling me the story. But then you get drawn into the world, and then they know exactly that that is happening as well, and they really fuck with you. And that does happen a lot in the film. Well, this is um, yeah, this is recurring line that the professor says, like. Mm to kind of explain away yeah. the paranormal. He says, the mind sees what it wants to see. Yeah. And that's brilliant on film where a director can control what you're, mm. you think you're seeing yeah. a lot of the time. And I love some of the stuff they do with that. Like things just in the edge of frame. Yeah, yeah. So good. The play obviously had like a massive deal about don't ruin the secret <clears throat> of it. Mm-hmm. And having never seen the play, I don't know what that secret is. Yeah. Does the film... Is it the same thing it's concealing? Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah it, it, it builds towards a similar place. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. But I wouldn't go in thinking that it's going to be this mad, like, Sixth Sense style thing, because it's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... It, yeah. I, I know that it's, like, more nuanced and... Yeah. I, I also, we said this afterwards, I think it's a film that would, like, really... It would be cool to see again. Yeah. Like, little details and stuff. Mm. Yeah, because it was things when we came out, like, you saw and I saw. Yeah, and then and we had some of them, yeah. Like, yeah, it's really good. It's also there's like, one bit where I was, like, nudging you, going, yeah. look at that up in that corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you didn't see it. Yeah. Is it going to be... Big? Is it going to be released wide? Well, it's got like, Martin Freeman in it, so that's, I feel like they're going to lean into that. Okay. It's kind of um, a weird time. It's coming out in April. Yeah. Because hmm. you usually like, stick these out in like February. Yeah. It's um, a wintry, ooh, dark yeah. month. What's it about? What's it about? Put it Easter. Yeah. <laughs> <For> little kiddies. <laughs> I, I hope it does because it, it is a really, really good film. And like, I'd love to know. be able to like, them to do more. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because they've obviously just got like, if you see like all the stuff that they do, even like we saw the new League of Gentlemen the other day, like, they're such clever people and they know how to do this because it's quite funny as well ghost stories was there's some genuinely like funny yeah. moments in it and like um, seeing like Jeremy Dyson through League of Gentlemen as well like yeah. really all advocates of like old British horror and specifically that format of like Portmanteau where it's yeah. like mini narratives building mm. towards a bigger thing yeah. which they did in the League of Gentlemen Christmas special and that's what this is Yeah, and there's been some shonky ones in recent years and some one or two good ones but not that many in general like Trick or yeah. Treat's pretty good yeah. and has got a bit of a cult following but it'd be amazing if this was good and that became like kind of a semi-revival. In the same way that Black Mirror has kind of brought Twilight Zone back. Yeah. Like, that's kind of cool. I'd love to see more of that stuff just because it's the stuff I'm really into. Yeah. Now they're making more Twilight Zone. Yeah. Jordan Peele. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? That is good. Uh, Alicia, Mm. what what is the thing that you know is definitely excellent and cool? I've been playing Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, Shit. Which... 
people listening to this podcast might have played the beta uh, that came out at the end of last year. Um, but Ooh, <laughs> I'm like nice. doing all these temporal jumps in my mind. Yeah. Keep up the illusion. So you're doing it better than I am, so it's fine. And uh, yeah, so Moss Hunter... <laughs> on, the, on this December afternoon. <laughs> 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 on this, the 18th of... Oh, fuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've not played, unlike Joe, um, I've not played loads of the Monster Hunter DS games. The only Monster Hunter game that I played was the Let's Play that I did with you, Joe. Generations. Uh, yeah, exactly. When Kind of just when I joined oh, yeah. IGN. Mm. So it's not like a series that I've sunk a load of time into, but I've been playing... Um, uh, the main game that's releasing on PlayStation 4 and it's really fun it's like they've created it's like if you're into open world games it's just this really beautiful lush expanse with like this incredibly intricate ecosystem and that's been like a real pleasure to explore the one thing that I would say as someone who's not used to the series um, the the UI is just insane like there is so much for you to learn and figure out and understand and like the way that uh the 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 tutorial system they just give you like big walls of text and expect you to immediately internalize it and if you're familiar with like what certain items are or the notion of certain types of weapons because you have like is it 16 different 14 14 different types of weapons if you know like what those are already and you're like okay I can can understand and get on board with this but there's just so much information thrown at you in the Mm, first hour of play Um, it was actually genuinely quite useful just to have a notepad and note down little bits and pieces and then once you know it it's like muscle memory Mm. but the actual preparing for a hunt um, tracking down the monster, finding it through the wilderness, like swinging from like branch to branch, and like that's really what's fun. your what's your favorite thing you've done in it? Um, there's a really really cool monster who people will know from the beta called the the Pookie Pookie. The Pookie Pookie. <laughs> the Pookie Pookie, which is just really fun to say, and um, that's been that it doesn't was, sound very scary. Like, Pookie Pookie. It doesn't look it. And then he spits poison in your face. Yeah, and exactly. that's reason to kill him, is it? Yeah. You're, you're going out tooled up to the teeth <laughs> Mate, and he's defending himself. I ate fantastic foxes and I hate Pookie Pookies. Monsters. <laughs> but the best thing about the Pookie Pookie is there's a big monster called the Anjurath who also really doesn't like a Pookie Pookie. And I was chasing the Pookie Pookie through into another area and the Anjurath just went... <sighs> And him. that was the end of the Pookie Pookie. And I was like, well, great. Really? It was a bigger fish. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the reason why I just waited until the Andrath was done. And then I went in and I sliced off a bit of that. And yeah, I was, was quite happy. That, that, that is the most exciting thing about this one is that there's always been multiple monsters in areas in yeah. Monster Hunter World. But firstly, they were always zoned off. So the chances of them coming across each other or like the expectation that they might, the idea that you could drive one towards another yeah. was never really there. And also yeah. the AI wasn't good enough. It just couldn't handle the fact that they could totally. interact properly. Totally. Whereas in this one, you, it becomes part of your tactics. Like yeah. there, were, there were times when in when we were playing in Japan, like luring a monster into an area that we knew another monster was in. To make them And attack. just watching them fight so it weakens you, it. So you take him into a swamp and this fucking swamp monster like spins up like... Boa constrictors him, chucks him to the floor, and you're just like, this is fucking wicked. And it was you that did it, which yeah, is the totally. most exciting thing. There's a, because like the slingshot, you have like this little basically a Dennis the Menace style like slingshot that you run around with. And like it does like one damage or two damage if you do it at a monster. But if you like hide in a bush and just do like a slingshot at it and then like duck mm-hmm. down into the bush, and the monster's like, who did that? And then turns around and goes, it was you staring down like this massive triceratops style thing. And they have this massive fight, and you're there like, <laughs> 
have, you, have you been playing multiplayer? Yes. Cool. And multiplayer is really fun. And actually, um, they've changed it up in this game. So matchmaking is like super, super easy. Um, but yeah, we've been playing it in the office. And I think we, in fairness, we've had a bit of an unfair experience because we've just had three PlayStations lined up next to each other yeah. with like three screens. So it has felt, it's felt like couch co-op, which is really fun in Monster hmm, Hunter yeah. when you're like going up against a really, really difficult uh, foe. But um, yeah, and, and you have like your little palicos and stuff with you as well, who are just adorable and amazing. And it's, yeah, I think I need to put some even more hours into it to really get my head around the nuances because I feel like there's so much that I'm missing at the moment. Mm. Like, even though I've well, already put loads of hours in. The, the kind of common thing about Monster Hunter is you play 200 hours and then you learn something new. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's fucking amazing. Totally. Like, I, I played, yeah, I used one weapon for 100 hours once and then found out there was an extra bit of a combo that I'd never seen before and it completely changed how I play the game. Well, like, this is the thing. And it's incredible. I've like, put in like 18 hours and I've been using dual blades like the whole time and then was finally like, okay, I might go and try the insect glaive and now I'm like, why did I ever use anything else? It's so good. Like, yeah, and it's a different game yeah, at that completely. point. Like, oh, it's fucking brilliant. Um, Slightly worried that the fact that they've put on a, a second beta is because not enough people played the no, they, first no, one. No, they were always they were always planning. Were they? To. Okay, yeah, that's good. They were I think always the planning. The first to. one was pretty like did well. I think. Okay, that's yeah, good. yeah, it's it's genuinely done really well. They've they've just been planning. I think I think they are quite worried that because it's uh, so. For beginners, it's like a big thing yeah. to bite off. And so I think with the beaters, they're trying to prove to people. So they've, they've had this really long phase of doing like so many beaters. They're doing, to like, they're doing yeah. the pookie pookie chunks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and Janath is January's drop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Also, they must be shitting as well because they're just not going to have a lot of Japanese people playing it because they're not going to release it on like a handheld. Yeah, which so, is a giant portion and of the market. gone then. And they're just like, shit. That's yeah. massive. It is really big. Um, that's kind of what they're wanting though isn't, isn't it in a way like it seems like they're trying to say hey let's yeah. open this up to western markets oh yeah absolutely like and it, Sony will have first. wanted it to be on PS4 I know it's not just on PS4 but yeah. they wanted it to be on there so that everyone in Japan who loves Monster Hunter is like oh, I guess I better buy a yeah, PS4 yeah. there yeah um, oh so good Cooper, what's a thing that you know is definitely excellent and cool? It's Far Cry 5, because oh, I played it the other night shit. for two hours, <laughs> and it was very good. I've played yeah. it before as well. Mm. Um, when they released those initial teaser trailers for it, it seemed quite somber and mm. quite yeah. serious, because people were getting murdered in quite brutal surroundings yeah, and yeah. in brutal style, like executed from like in rivers and drowned. Mm. Um, we played it the other day, and it's still just bonkers. It's one yeah. of the stupidest it's previews really, I've ever it's done. It's really bonkers. Like yeah. Me and Joe were playing some of the co-op. And we were just in the helicopter. We were trying to go as high as we possibly could. We wingsuit down into a petrol station that was an outpost and blew everything up. Then we died. So we got a big truck and just rammed everyone. Yeah. And I, it was brilliant. I think the most telling single mechanic in that game is that when you fast travel somewhere, you can either appear there like normal fast travel or wingsuit in like every single time no cost it's just like oh do you want to drop from the sky yeah absolutely yeah, go for it yeah, it's, it's yeah, amazing every, every time always the same what yeah. a lovely idea um, but also you did a mission oh, that God, I didn't yeah. see that I think kind of makes this point more eloquently than my story about wingsuits there's a mission where you help out a man I think he's called Casey and his whole 
interest in the midst of this giant horrible takeover by a religious cult yeah so he really wants to put on that year's testy festy and testy festy is um where people eat blue mountain oysters which are uh, bull's testicles and so the entire quest line is first um getting all the stuff he needs to put on the testy festy the tents and the barbecues and stuff (laughs) Then, I love that you're doing this in the midst of this. Like, yeah. oh, it's my first day on the job. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd need to help out. Then, then you go uh, and have, and he's like, right, normal testicles aren't going to do. People need something to like live up to their this yeah. time of. They're need. having a tough time. Yeah, yeah. dinosaur like, testicles. So like people want to eat these. Yeah, oh, it's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tradition. In the area, it's like a, an annual okay. thing. The cult's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and then so there's this one mission where you've got to collect three different types, newly cooked types of bull's testicles. Okay. So one, uh, you need them minced. So you get a tractor with a big uh, like plow on the front and just run over a That's bull. That's one way to do it. Uh, you need them um, seared. So you just set a cow on fire. And the third one, the best of them all, is blue, which is you Ooh. set free a load of female cows into a bull's pen. Oh, this is disgusting. It starts playing Marvin Gaye's sexual healing on the soundtrack. You watch them have sex, and then you kill the cow that's had sex and take its testicles off and then bring them to this man. See, when you said blue, I realised what it was, and you were blue-balling the cows, but you wouldn't let them have sex, surely. Well, I think be maybe not. Balls. This is the problem. Like, it's just... You, they wanted to include the animation. Oh, right. <laughs> right okay. Can I you mean, imagine like, being the dead Because the alternative is like a rousing one. The idea yeah. is that you should kill them mid-sex. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it would be so annoying if you had to do that that it just lets you go, all right, kill them afterwards. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I know. That's wrong. But then you bring it back to Casey. Yeah. He puts on the testy festy. He's like, do you want to join in? You go, yeah. And the next bit is a cutscene where you're drunk trying to throw fire a slingshot at balloons. <laughs> and then you just wake up next to a load of pigs in party hats. And it is fucking brilliant. It's really there, funny. There you go. That's Far Cry's take on religious well, cults. And they that, license sexual healing for that yeah. scene. Yeah. That's well, amazing. That's, 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 that's spinny, isn't that it? That is like, big time bunts. So that, that's the thing, though, because like the guy, when we saw him the other day, I think, was it the other day? Or maybe, I can't, maybe I saw an interview or read an interview or something like that, where it's like, they've been criticised for not taking into account like all the horrible stuff that's going on in real America right now. It was like, really? it, like it would feel kind of cheap if you were doing that and like trying to be real about like the state mm. of the government and things like that but also trying to have testy-festy well, at the same time and it's still making something of a point yeah like I'm totally fine with it yeah. doing what it's doing it sounds like they've got a bit of both because I, I went to a talk uh, by the creative director at Ubisoft Montreal who works mm. on Far Cry 5 Dan Hay and yeah. he was talking oh, that's about that's where he did that pitch thing for his new game Yarn yeah, yeah. that was which good was, which was really good um, and he was talking about uh, his influences and the reasons why he's made Far Cry 5 and he took uh, growing up in 1980s America and this feeling of being on a cliff edge of like as a child seeing all these news stories about like nuclear war and like nuclear threat and like big governmental like machinations and like feeling like something terrible was going to happen and having no control over it um and then like modern feeling that feeling come around now and like everything that we're seeing in politics and the world stage and he was like i just want to capture the idea of separatism of like and like isolationism and put it into a small rural town in America through the lens of a religious cult and see what happens. So, like, my take on it from hearing that talk was that dealing with some pretty big themes there, it was going to mm. be pretty serious. Mm. It's And I think 
you know having something like testy festy just also makes it kind of fun yeah like you need a bit of light and shade it's like yeah. two well, comic masks the best masks. way to overthrow a dictatorship is to feed the proletariat testicles, testicles. Exactly. I think, yeah. think Eng- Engels said that was <laughs> totally yeah. Engels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic well read uh, that's what everyone like had in Manchester just balls <laughs> um, but that's the thing is like I think the worst kind of like this goes for any fiction or yeah. like literature, games, or anything. Like if you're going to make a contemporary point, you date the fuck out of your thing immediately. Yeah. Mm. Like the best artists just like echo the real world. Like the, the the really crude ones go. This is what this is. This is yeah. what yeah. this character represents. It's such a crude way of doing it. Yeah, and that's the mm. best way. It's like yeah, of course it's going to draw on that because that's he's making it. And yeah. I think that's a the best way to like communicate those things but then as we've learned from the Purge film sometimes it's better to be on the nose had so. to uh, had to stop myself putting the new Purge film in the film section Purge yeah. the Island prequel to the original <laughs> yes how it all started all it's about like, my dad yeah, it's basically uh, yeah <laughs> but the Purge new version is basically like how they tested whether or not they could do the Purge fuck it obviously it's gonna go wrong the, the TV the show new, no, no there's no, a new there's new a new film. Purge film yeah oh yeah we saw this oh, we yeah, saw, yeah. Uh, but they didn't like, show us any footage of it it's not ready yet they've they not they filmed it Jurassic World but not the new Purge I love the um, Purge I've never watched a single one of the movies <laughs> are you certainly not I've never watched one the I just is, think the, the idea is so funny yeah but, but also I'm the, into it this prequel doesn't make any sense because they're like oh because they, basically they tested the Purge uh, on Liberty Island um, to see how it would go <laughs> like, on Liberty no Island, Island. Like, no one lives there <laughs> yeah. like there's two security guards yeah um, and then to see how it goes we go. yeah we've got masks but there. also as well well, for that to work, it, for the film to work as not be boring, it has to go wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, so at, what point, at what point are they going, oh, it really went tits up. Mm, do you know what this could do with? Define Release wrong. it into everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's make this wide. We'll make it a wide test. Um, yeah, anyway. I purge. think like, I do want them to do the purge in Britain one day. Oh, absolutely. Come mm. on. Be good. No, I mean, I, I want- the way you said that kind of suggests oh, in no, real Phil, life no film yeah, yeah, yeah. any other business section <laughs> what if that's Scrabble what, senior that's, is way that's, that's, be over that's, my, that's my prediction for 2018 <laughs> um, Joe hello except for the purge what you? What is the thing that you know that is definitely excellent and cool? Sea of Thieves. Ooh. We've talked about Sea of Thieves loads, so we don't need to talk about it too much. It's just yeah. a reminder that it's coming out and it's definitely real. Yeah. And it's really soon. It's like March. Mm. That's crazy. So... Like three years on, we've had these questions all the way through of like, what's this going to be? How's it going to work out? How are we going to play for hours and hours? Yeah. And Rare have been really good about just answering every single one of those questions every time they turn up. Yeah. And like most recently, they went through the progression systems and how that's all going to work. And now we're just staring down the barrel of the blunderbuss of Sea of Thieves actually coming out. And I can't believe it's actually living up to everything I've thought it could be. And having played it along the way going, yeah, this is legit one of the funniest games I've played yeah. for a long time. And just, God, I can't wait to have it in the office and have all of us. I haven't played it at all. I'm so excited to play it's, it. That's mad. Yeah. I'm really got to. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I've got a question about it of how much of... Testies. What you, yeah, how many testicles What's the land-water ratio? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, how much of it, when you're going and travelling around, how much of what you do is generated by you and the players and the crew that you've got and how much of it is generated by the game? Because I wonder whether it's one of those games that is it's as fun as the people you have playing with you. I think there's that, but it's also the mechanics themselves are often so simple that it's people not doing them that makes for fun. So it's like, 
you know, you'll be on a boat with a load of people and you'll be sailing towards a rock and the person who was on, because you, you, you're always shorthanded, that's the point of the game. So there's the person who's been on the wheel has been has kind of been proactive and been like, oh, I'm just going to go downstairs and check the map. And so you're sailing towards this island and suddenly you'll be like, who's on the wheel? Shit. And the wind picks up and your boat starts going into it. And then there's this scramble for everyone. And someone's like accidentally dropping the anchor and someone's like turning the sails the wrong way. And you just have this like fucking like mad dash to get everything right. Mm. So it's things going, the game really is when you're fucking up, not when you're doing well. So it sounds like the game is more like when you're sailing the ship, but like what, is it just going basically from treasure hunt to treasure hunt? Like just island they've to island been, finding buried They've treasure. been a bit like coy about how, how deep that's going to go. So the the demos we've played have always been side missions, which are treasure hunts, which are either based on maps where you have to like look at the map, compare it to like a major world map, find out where you're going, chart a course. Like it doesn't do any objective markers for you. Right. Or riddles. So it will tell you a, apparently procedurally generated rhyming riddles. What? That's then, pretty hard to do. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's going to be another two years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, committed the, to that's the, why. The riddle uh, engine keeps to, breaking. Yeah, we can't script shit. It keeps breaking its own mind. <laughs> it keeps telling dirty limericks and we yeah. don't understand why. No, the poems are fine. They just don't exist in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon as you read this riddle, it creates a treasure chest for you to go and find and then you go right. there. So the idea is that you'll constantly get these side quests, but then there are... There are like destiny style main missions that will pepper the world, and you've got to go and do. We don't know what that's going to be exactly, but like the actual like start to end of hey, I've got this riddle. Mm. Let's work out where that is. Let's get there. Let's get the treasure off that island without being killed, and then get it back without being stolen from. Is wicked because it's constantly create giving you distractions. It'll be like oh, I've never seen that island before, or shit, there's another ship coming towards us, or like in our case. We got distracted because we went past a tiny island with a load of skeletons on it. We were like, we've got to kill all those skeletons, even though we didn't need to. And so we all get even on cannons and like, just like fire them. control. Yeah, just, well, banish Aww, them. Yeah. Just shoot them with our cannons and stuff. And it's yeah. constantly providing little distractions, which I think is the best thing in open world. I'm pretty sold on it. I do want to see a Kraken. And there will be oh, a Kraken. I want to yeah. see it. Bring me they the keep Kraken. teasing Krakens. Bring me the Kraken. Is that going to be like the Crucible? Like they, that's what their Crucible is going to be. Like the mad, yeah. like huge thing that everyone goes I for. I think there's going to be like raid style okay. mo- moments where it's just like, right, this fucking world ending monster is yeah, here. Yeah. Go kill it. That would be wicked. That would be really good. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Awesome. Those are the things we know that are definitely excellent and cool. Um, so these are other other things we've just put up. AOB. Um, so yeah, we're going to rattle through these and then make some predictions. Uh, so the other, the one thing that I'm really excited about is to get more on the Disney uh, acquisition of like Fox, so we can like maybe get some details on like they, in what the Marvel in, Universe yeah. they're called Mighty Marvel Team Up. Um, uh, it, it's basically Spider-Man hanging out with someone every mm. issue um, I think it's like there's oh, like hundreds of issues and I read today I didn't even realise this but I used to read a lot uh, it's only 10 issues that have never had Spider-Man in it so it's basically like Spider-Man and someone um, teaming up but, but yeah, I think it's like, like how can we make the other characters popular put him with Spider-Man make him friends yeah. with Spider-Man um, but yeah now that like, Disney own uh, all the cool Fox stuff I won like I hope this year we get like a really good announcement about just like little one-off things like kind of like what they're doing with the Star Wars universe where they're just like you know they're just going to do like one little story going on over here I hope that they do that I wonder if it'll become like because they got own thing they got Spider-Man back no they've got Spider-Man back in and that kind of gives another brilliant character to add into the mix yeah suddenly you've got a whole another 
set of characters that you can do the next phase with. Yeah. yeah. Like, in a way that Fox can never spend the amount of time setting up all the cosmic stuff to make yeah. Silver Surfer make sense or Fantastic Four really work. Yeah. And then once Thanos is done, you've got literally one of the best Marvel yes. villains ever, Doctor Doom, back. Yeah. One of the best pseudo-Latvians. pseudo <laughs> I feel like coming very, very soon is going to be like the Marvel Max like announcements. So like Marvel Max was like the, oh, na- the naughty stuff. Yeah, because he like said that Punisher about Deadpool. Yeah, yeah Bob Iger said that. Was like, is like we could brand it differently. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. they want to keep Deadpool yeah. R-rated yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I feel like with that, it's going to be like Marvel. They're going to do a Marvel Max. So that's how they did it in the comics. And then you knew then that buying a Marvel Max. That's at home. Like they couldn't sell them to under 16s and things like that. So I think do that. So what have we got to get through? X-Men, Dark Phoenix, New yeah. Mutants, Deadpool yeah. 2. That's it. Is that yeah. it? I think that's like there's X Force in the works. And we'll pr- we'll yeah, presumably hear probably. a load of stuff getting cancelled. Yeah, obviously. and yeah. then they'll yeah. move on. It does make me worried that Spider Man's definitely going to go back to Sony because Sony will just be like, we got stop like stop taking over everyone. Yeah, like trying to protect their property yeah. a bit. Like after yeah. Homecoming two, I bet he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't know. I remember when you were saying doing like Marvel team ups. Remember in the comics they do these things called What If? Yes. Imagine if they did that. It's like oh. What if Spider-Man yeah. was the Punisher? Yeah, yeah. Like some mad good. stuff like that, one-shots, where it's yeah. like, yeah. They are doing, a, like, a Spider-Verse movie, movie yeah. Yeah. next yeah. year, aren't they? The animation yeah. style looks really cool on it that. It really yeah. does. And also, through that, they can, like, do Gwen, like Gwen Stacy Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Ham. What if, what if Peter was really Porky. good? Yeah. He'll definitely be it. He's got to be. He's um, amazing. The what if stuff is really good, but then some of it was just really sad. I remember like there was one that was just like for Daredevil, and I loved Daredevil. I was like, what if Karen Page hadn't died? Oh, no. It's just like yeah. one, one issue. You're not tackling all that. In one, that. one issue. He's <laughs> just really happy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a lawyer. He's not Daredevil. <laughs> He's wicked. They've got kids who are really happy. I'd read uh, that. Yeah. Do you know this? They did an Indian Spider-Man. He's called like Peter yeah. Patel. Or something like that, and it did it for four issues, and then I think someone went, Get rid, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of this, and good, yeah, it's good covers. Stop this, that, I remember Stop this that now. covers on that were amazing, really, um, yeah. Uh, Croops, you're excited for Return uh, of the Zack, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> nice. it, I think um, 2018 is going to finally be the year that uh, Michael Zaki pulls his finger out, yeah. and we just got that teaser trailer the other day. That a lot of people thought instantly was Bloodborne 2. It's not, though, I don't think it is. But if, so here's my theory on this. Okay. I think if you put that image out, yes, people will automatically assume it is bloodborne. Yes, it's such a bloodborne image. You've got literally a blood soaked in uh, a weapon soaked in blood, which is a thing you do in the game to make them more powerful to buff them. Yeah, but it's got so much Eastern stuff in it. Now there is an Eastern character in the Bloodborne Old Hunters DLC. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough. So I think that is going to be like a new IP. Right. Or Tenchu. But, or, or Tenchu. But my point is, it's like, it's such a provocative image to put out a Bloodborne 2 style image yeah. and not deliver Bloodborne 2. So my theory is both exist. I think that's wishful. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm saying he's not being lazy this year. He's going to do two <laughs> games. He's not going to. They're going to be announced. He's, he's not overseeing. He barely likes doing one. He's not going to make. The, I'm not saying he's giving it all. Yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> not, he's having people on him. Yeah. Zaki's not making that Asian game, and I bet he's making Armored Core. Ooh. That's it. He does generally. Any interview you, you like here with him, he does generally love Armored Core. Armored Core's fucking yeah, like, wicked. That's but why he talks about it. Like that's what that trailer is. A, like I love. That'd be jokes. That would be good if he did. Bone that. Max. Bone. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we are. We are bone we, we are bone mechs when you think oh, about it. Shit. When you think about it, we're all underneath bone mechs. I'm now that gif of Eric Wareheim. But so, I'm telling you, 
two yeah. from games. Alicia, what is the other thing that you're excited about? I'm really excited for GDC. Shit. Uh, game developer conference in San Francisco, which is just, I think particularly because 2017 was such a good year for games and 2018 GDC will be the one where all of the developers, like all the AAA games kind of head over and they do talks and they kind of say, well, this is actually all the lessons that we learned from this particular game or this particular franchise or this is like a really risky decision that we made like this is our post-mort on it and like it's my favorite conference anyway just because it's a bunch of developers it's like the whole games industry comes together and just kind of like rub shoulders and I think you get some really it's like bees and pollination you get some really really interesting ideas kind of disseminating it's also where all the best leaks happen well exactly wasn't it didn't PS4 Pro. PS4 Pro leaked. Yeah, because, talking because Keza McDonald was in a queue with two developers who were like, have you heard about the PS4 Pro? <laughs> yeah, have you got your dev kit yet? And blah, blah. And she was like, hello. <laughs> that's it's ridiculous. Not turned on the dictaphone subtly. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, you know, it's really, really fun as a member of the video games media because normally when we go to like E3 and stuff, it's all this big marketing machine and everything's been really nicely spun. Whereas this isn't, this is like for developers. So people are kind of slightly less guarded and you get to kind of know the real trend like really what's going on between underneath the surface like I think that'll be, it'll be really fun and um, yeah I'm just looking forward to seeing kind of what stuff comes out of it also Breath. there was a game there once where you uh, put your hand I think you were you put your face in and you were a dog and you got to smell other dog's bums mm. <laughs> never seen that anywhere except for GDC <laughs> yeah um, so that's because after GDC it comes back to the marketing meeting and they yeah. go we can't Stop sell a $100 <laughs> bum peripheral. People won't barely buy VR yeah. headsets. <laughs> Couldn't make Steel Battalion work. <laughs> Fucking bum sniffer. <laughs> oh, it was a pug go. game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and, yeah, right up your not, not even with pugs you couldn't sell that. Yeah. And they can sell anything. Yeah. That's true. That's, That's why true. Vodafone got them in. Joe, this is blank, your other thing. Got it. Don't worry. Here we go. Let me have a look. It's a book. And okay. the book is called The Unmapped Mind, A Memoir of Neurology, Incurable Disease, and Learning How to Live. And it's oh, by shit. my friend and yours, Christian Donnellan, i.e. Oh, yeah. the best video games writer in the industry. And mm. wow. a genuinely nice man. Um, he's releasing this book about his diagnosis with multiple sclerosis and at the same time having a daughter and charting the path of watching and probably doing it down. He'll, make, he'll sell this way better. But it's basically about watching his daughter grow up and his body like grow like deteriorate. grow deteriorate yeah. and trying to kind of map how that works between the two of them and also it's just Christian Nolan going to be going into amazing tangents about everything yeah. he knows which is everything um I think it's going to be an incredible book. And also the selfish reason for me bringing this up is I'm in it. Because <laughs> so, I said a nice thing about him once and he put it in the book. Aww. So you should buy it for me. It's like get... a movie though. It's like, I will be playing Christian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, will, it will just be an amazing book and it comes yeah. out in April. And also it goes towards one of the nicest men in the biz. Boom! Cool. I read a bit of uh, I think it just on, I think it's just on Amazon. Like the re the bit I read was like that. It tiny tiny bit made me really laugh. It yeah, was like, he's yes, incredible. Uh, so let's move on finally to our predictions slash wishes. Brackets can be something utterly mental. Uh, Krupa. So um, Disney 
bought Fox. They did. Um, Alien Covenant came out last year. Yeah. And Ridley Scott made loads of weird ancient civilization stuff, a lot of like weird alien archaeology that needs unpacking. Who can unpack that? Indiana Jones, get him in, sort it out. Boom. There you go. What's that? <laughs> Just drop him in. Yeah. And, uh, and also it's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Playing the role of the alien. <laughs> I watched that uh, Spielberg documentary recently. Oh, it's supposed uh, to be really good. Very Is it good? good, yeah. They kind of... Uh, they, they gloss re- over they King really of the Crystal Skull. gloss over Crystal oh, Skull. So you've done a full hour on Schindler's List yeah. here. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. Too much Schindler's Listener. Just saying, it's always going to be so much Schindler's List in it, and then Jurassic Park is directly after Schindler's List. Jurassic Park is maybe about six minutes of that documentary. Sure, that's, a, that's a really interesting pathetic. story that he was doing post while he was doing pre, yeah, pre, on Jurassic <laughs> Park. So he's supervising very sensitive scenes about the Holocaust, yeah. and someone's coming going, like they didn't have these like neck fins, <laughs> but it look, they look wicked, don't they? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's okay, well, go. So that why, that's why that raptor's in a red dress. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why factually it's inaccurate yeah. uh, because raptors are actually tiny yeah they just come in he's just crying uh, in his train and be like I'll come back as a drawing <laughs> dilophosaurus don't worry about the feathers on the team why is he, why is he, why is he crying oh I've just seen the designs on the flea circus <laughs> <laughs> awesome Alicia what's your prediction and wish uh, I was thinking about what games I think are definitely going to be announced next year and I thought that maybe Telltale James Bond might be up there um, oh. because there was a leak anyway that said that uh, they were working on a game called like 007 Solstice really yeah um, and I mean, we don't know it was a screenshot that leaked um, and that could absolutely be fake but it I do of- love if they've Obviously, they've done that as a code name. I mean, they just yeah. used his code name. <laughs> Imagine if it was a born game. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, it's quite Costly, no. it's quite possible. But I don't, I don't know. The, the the flip side to it is that we do know that they're working on like a cross media game. So it's like a TV series slash video game actually original IP because the thing is with Telltale they just rip off everyone else's stuff and make yeah. like these yeah. I don't know if buying games. a license is ripping off <laughs> I know I'm being facetious <laughs> I feel like but them like, doing an original thing is not what they're but, good at but this is but this is the thing yes, it's, it's, not, it sounds like it's an yeah. actually it's not based on a pre-existing IP they're meant to be doing this like, original thing mm. so sh- and that's everyone, the one they're going to try and launch the TV show and the game for well no so everyone, everyone was saying that they're steering away from doing this kind of taking stuff off of other IP but then right. this leak happens it's like well are they releasing two games what are they going to do they, they, they usually have multiple in production like, yeah. they also they sacked take a on quarter a of the company like two months ago so yeah. it might just not be in production I would like so I wouldn't mind a bomb one like but I've yeah. played one of their games for a while they might have just decided that that was a safer bet and like mm. we don't know so but Bond is a banker yeah. Uh, um, I wonder who you get to play. Ooh, you get to, probably, probably should be Troy Baker, wouldn't it? <laughs> I felt really bad about the um, the Telltale thing because it was like the day before, and this guy that uh, we've spoken to before at Telltale added video at IGN to like the, his LinkedIn, and it was like basically asking for like I think it was like asking for endorsement. I don't know how LinkedIn works, right? Um, but yeah, so everybody who's on video at IGN, which is a lot of people, got this email from this dude going like, "Hey, what's up?" Check out my LinkedIn. Uh, oh wait, so he was. Yeah. Wait, so he wanted to be a video editor for us? No, no I no. think he was asking IG. I think he basically was like putting IGN as whatever you do on LinkedIn, being like, "Hey, I've kind endorse of endorse me for this." Yes, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. when he applies for stuff, yeah. uh, has endorsements. Uh, there we are. Joe, yeah. Prediction slash wish. I want 
Disney to buy Ziff Davis, our holding company. <laughs> yeah. Change nothing. Yeah. Like Ziff Davis, leave them alone. Yeah. But just buy them. Plus IGN UK in Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened if... Small part. What would have happened yeah. if... Uh, would Disney have bought us, technically? If we were still owned by Fox, yeah. that a different Fox. Yeah, we shit, we, yeah. shit, we would have been. That could have happened. We yeah. could have been in the MCU. Could have been um, on the wall. We, we could have been officially in the MCU. Do you imagine that emailing Iger? Picture of us, Bobby. Phase four, baby, Bobby. <laughs> it's Bobby coming the all hands. I tell you what. I, I tell you, you if that had happened, we absolutely would have edited the end of the Infinity War trailer when Thor goes, "Who are you guys? Shovers." <laughs> be lovely. <laughs> oh, that would have been oh, really oh, good. Just let's do it anyway. <laughs> why, did <laughs> we, why did we get sold? That was on your watch. What happened? Uh, I was very junior at that point. I said, <laughs> oh, I said, bass in the back. We're, we're losing the free Coca-Colas. <laughs> I don't think this is a true business decision. <laughs> <laughs> but you got silenced. If that happened now, you would have, like, I feel like you could have fought for us. Uh, yeah. So we could be an Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably <laughs> worth reiterating again. Very happy as if they Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your P45 has been put safely back. I'm fine, he's fucked. I'm broadly fine with being as if. No, I'm fine, they're good. Old Defo over here is going to be out on his arse. To be fair, we don't have enough films in production. Yeah. (laughs) For Gav's liking. We, we bought, I always say that we do have we do have the rights for Moon Knight. That's why you haven't seen him. Ziff Davis just bought it in the early nineties. Is mad. Yeah, that would be great if we just owned one of them. Yeah, nice. Uh, my prediction slash wish: John Hammer's Batman. Oh, oh Matt Reeves yes. is Batman. Apparently, he like John Hammer is very very interested in playing it. And he's got the jawline. Ooh, yeah, he's yeah. got the chin. That's and, uh, weird. And I th- I thought like. It, it, like, because you hear all these stupid rumors and stuff all the time, but it didn't strike me as an actual good possibility until I interviewed Matthew. Until Ford. I photoshopped the cow. <laughs> and it goes on really easy. Gav's just walking really around. Really easy. Gav actually in his wallet has a little cut out of the cow that he can just put over any magazine or hold up against the I saw like Ben face. Affleck looks so uncomfortable in it because it was made for John Ham's head. Yeah. Strapped <laughs> <laughs> it on. Come on, Affleck. But it didn't strike me as a thing that anybody would want to go near until I interviewed uh, Matthew Vaughan. He said, like, just an interesting thing, which is obviously right. Yeah. Which is like, you never want to be someone Someone who's taken over when something's been good. You want to take over when everyone is done with it. Moved and on, done. yeah. Like nobody wants Batman anymore. No one is interested in Batman. So and Matt Reeves doing it. Well, it's is like fucking brilliant. ruin that point again. Like yeah. you want to be Nolan after Schumacher. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and you I, want to be the guy following Snyder. And that's the thing. Like I don't want like, people are like oh, it needs to cast an unknown. No, you fucking don't. You cast you cast John Hamm. Of course to do you it. don't. Why like, would you ever put an unknown in Batman? And John Hamm is not up to much. To be honest, like he's quite a, like I looked on his IMDb today. I was like, obviously he's got other irons in the fire, but he's not, he's not doing Matthew we- uh, Weiner's new um, TV show. Do you reckon Did he that? might do another Black Mirror episode? Quite enjoyed him in Black Mirror. Do you know what? I used to. I really thought I didn't like that one, and I rewatched it again it's the good other day. Good. It's really it's good. good. Horrible ending. Really good. Yeah. 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 That's, That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Black Mirror. Have they ever brought back an actor? Yeah, they have because they've, they've brought back. Haven't they for season? There's, I mean, I don't know. This is What's a season that? that you've watched and I've not. I don't know. But I swear the lady from San Junipero, um, I swear Ooh. I saw a screenshot I of her. I don't think she okay, is off the top of my head. Like, he looked like her. The, I, no. no. Yeah. Don't, not that I know off the top of my head. No, it's like, it is a shared world to a degree, I think. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, um, but I don't know if they've copped mm. up again. Although I feel, I feel like that John Ham story ends. I don't need to see what that guy's up to now because it's pretty nasty. He's probably gone round a bend, didn't he? Oh yeah, he's not having a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John Ham versus as Batman. That's my prediction slash wish. So join us in 2019. Join us New for the rest Day, of the year um, to see whose thing has come right. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the IGN UK podcast for this last year. If you've got anything good to say, you can get in touch. IGN has got UK feedback at IGN.com. No keyword count on this week because we've just done a Christmas special. How many do you want from me? Uh, thank you very much. And we'll be back normal next week. We should probably record this in January, shouldn't we? Yeah, shut up. It's fine. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.